How's it going? Welcome back to the 30 Day Future Self Program. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Personality Isn't Permanent, and we are now on week two. Week two is all about healing and transforming the past. Because if you're going to become a new version of your future self, a lot of that means that you've got to let go of probably some of the aspects of your past that are holding you back. Because how we interpret our past in many ways influences how we see our future. And so when you transform your interpretation of the past and start to look at it from a positive perspective, what Dan Sullivan would call the gain rather than the gap, when you start appreciating the past rather than being frustrated by the past, and you start to start to look at the benefits that have come from that and shift the meaning so that it's, you're grateful for what happened versus angry about what happened, then all of a sudden that gives you a full new level of, uh, of flexibility and honestly possibility for your future. And, and so I'm going to spend some good time talking about trauma and about how we've all experienced trauma and about how you can reframe that and about how ultimately your past is in complete control. <laughs> um, so in this first video, I'm just going to explain memory and about how memory works and about how our own narrative works. And again, your narrative in many ways is your identity. And often your identity comes from your future, but it's also an explanation of your past. And you can change the explanation of your past. And so let me go ahead and share my screen. This is actually the PDF of Personality is Impermanent. This is in chapter one, and this is a quote from Brent's life. He's one of my favorite psychologists. And this is a quote from his book, Time and Psychological Explanation. So I'm going to explain this quote, and then I'm going to share with you another quote from the book. So this is about memory and about how memory works. We reinterpret or reconstruct our memory in light of what our mental set is in the present. So we, we reinterpret or reconstruct our past based on where we're at in the present. In this sense, it's more accurate to say that the present causes the meaning of the past than it is to say that the past causes the meaning of the present. So a lot of people, they say that the past is causing me to be who I am. The past is the one causing me. No, it's actually the opposite. The present causes the meaning of the past. Our memories are not stored in objective entities, but they're living parts of ourselves. This is the reason our present moods and, and future goals affect our memories. So we're actually seeing this on a societal level. Here in America, we're going through social transformations, right? Focused on police brutality and all sorts of stuff like that. But we're going through social transformations and it changes how we interpret history. And history is always interpreted from a perspective. Everyone has different perspectives. You know, if you were in Germany during World War II or in Japan or in America, you're gonna have different stories. But history also changes the further it gets away. It's all a story. It's all an interpretation from a context. And right now you're in a present context and you get to choose how you frame the meaning of the past. As you evolve your perspectives, you look at everything differently. And that requires you also look at your former self and your former experiences differently. You look at your memories differently because you're looking at them from the perspective of you, not from the perspective of the former you who had less perspective. So just using myself as an example, you know, when I was an 11-year-old boy, my parents got divorced and my father became a drug addict because of the depression. So the 11-year-old version of Ben Hardy was creating meanings. I was creating memories um, and I was seeing my experiences from a single lens. The 32-year-old version of me doesn't have to look at those former experiences with the same lens. I, I now know a lot more things than I did as an 11-year-old, so I can interpret those experiences differently. I can choose to give meaning to those. And I will say that the, the meaning that we give to our experiences is a choice. Uh, although often it's an, an emotional reaction. So trauma is where you have a negative experience. You're negatively, you're having a negative emotional experience and then you, you interpret it a certain way. You give it meaning based on your emotions, um, based on how you feel. 
And you don't necessarily have to do that. You can actually do what's called emotional regulation where you, you think about it and you ultimately choose to give it a meaning. That's why some people, when they get you know, hit by a car paralyzed, they ultimately choose to be grateful for it. They choose to give it a certain meaning where it allows them to move forward in their life rather than being frustrated and angry about it. It's all about the meaning you give to it. And you don't have to give meanings to experiences just because it hurt or felt bad. You can ultimately choose to control your emotions and choose to give it a better meaning. And so let me go back to Slife and then I'm gonna show you another quote. So we reinterpret or reconstruct our memory in light of what our mental set is in the present. So the present is what's causing the meaning of the past. It's not the past that's causing the meaning of the present. So who you are today, it's your responsibility to give specific meanings to your past. And that may require you to actually pull out your journal and actually think about what's the views of your past that have limited you. Because um, what trauma is, and Bessel van der Kolk talks a lot, it, a lot about it in The Body Keeps the Score, trauma, it's a negative experience that limits your identity and it shatters your hope and imagination towards the future. And almost everything I talked about last week was about imagination and the importance of imagining your future self. Well, trauma, if it's unresolved, shatters that. It destroys your view of your future. It stops you from seeing possibility. You end up becoming frozen. They call it a frozen personality. And to be fully honest with you, reading Bessel's book, The Body Keeps the Score, is what led me to writing this book. Um, because you can freeze your personality and you can get stuck in the past, and then you can live on repetitive cycles. And that's one of the reasons why people think personality is permanent, which it's not. Um, we can reframe the meaning of the past, but that requires you in many ways, going back there and learning more about it, being curious rather than afraid. And that's one of the things I did was I was curious about my dad. I was curious about why he became a drug addict. And so I asked him questions. He told me the answers. I got totally new understanding and I still get more and more understanding. I'm still curious. I'm still learning. You know, my, my father was adopted as one example. My, I've now adopted three kids. I've studied psychology. I now understand a lot of things I don't understand, but I'm still curious. I'm still trying to understand. And so you want to be curious about your past, not angry about it, but you also want to be the one who constructs the meaning of it. So let me show you another story or another quote. Check this out. This is a brilliant, um, this comes from uh, Gordon Livingston. So Gordon Livingston um, was a psychiatrist. He's dead now, but he wrote a brilliant book called Too Soon Old, Too Late Smart. And this is a quote from that book. He said, the stories of our lives, far from being fixed narratives, are under constant revision. So that makes a lot of sense because we're constantly revising our view of the past based on our present selves, right? We learn something new and that changes how we view something old, right? The slender threads of causality are, are rewoven and reinterpreted as we attempt to explain ourselves and others. Wait, the slender cause... The slender threads of causality, meaning what caused who we are, are rewoven and reinterpreted as we attempt to explain to ourselves and others how we became the people we are. So the things that we thought caused us, you know, I thought my dad being the drug addict was the reason I was. No, actually, that's not true. <laughs> this is why in the initial stages of psychotherapy, it is important to listen to a patient's story uncritically. Contained in those memories are not just events, but the meaning they have for that particular person. This is the crucial aspect, is that the meaning you give to former experiences is your choice. And then whatever meaning you give to an event impacts your identity. You can either give it a meaning that limits your identity or a meaning that increases your identity. And if, you've got a, if you are grateful for what happened, if you choose to view your past and frame it from a positive, meaningful perspective, and, and you can do this in your journal, you can actually think about the experience and say, this is how I viewed it in the past, but what are 
alternative perspectives? What are different meanings I could give to this? What are different explanations I can give to this? What are, you know, what are all the benefits I've gotten from this? And maybe in order to get a different meaning, you might need a different context because context in many ways shapes the meaning of the content. And so you might need to actually get more information. That's one of the things I did is I wanted more context. I wanted to understand more about my father's former self. I want to understand where he was coming from, what led him to that. And once I got that context, it changed the meaning of his decisions. I was like, holy cow, I can kind of get where you're coming from. It also changes uh, how I view my former self. Rather than being mad at maybe some of my former self's decisions, I'm actually incredibly compassionate towards my former self. I was doing the best I could with what I had, but I'm not the same person I was, just like you're not the same person. And so this is some deep work, but I just, in the initial stages of this week, I want you to realize that your past is under your control and that the meaning and the frame you give to your past is your responsibility. And ultimately, the goal is, is that your whole past, you're free of it. You know, Dan Sullivan, who's the founder of Strategic Coach, one of my mentors and friends, he talks, he's done a lot of work and he says he's got no hooks in his past, meaning he's got no things that trigger and pull him back. He's, he's free from, he has no bondage to his past. He's, from his perspective, he has no past. He actually has a lot of memory and a lot of information, but he doesn't have any unresolved emotion that hooks him and that stops him from pursuing a big future. Um, and so that's ultimately what I want you to do. And in order to do that, you can't be afraid of it. There's a concept in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. It says you're as sick as your secrets. And one of the big aspects of obviously addiction is unresolved trauma. It's unresolved problems that you're then uh, essentially numbing through some form of addiction. And so you want to not have any secrets. As my father would say, you want zero skeletons in the closet. You want to be psychologically bulletproof, which means you're completely unafraid of expressing what's happened in your life. That doesn't mean you have to go on Facebook and say it all. Maybe you go to therapy. Maybe you get a part of an accountability group. Eventually, though, you can become less afraid of talking about it because you become the narrator of how you explain it and the meaning you give to it. And so maybe just start in your journal. Maybe just start with what are like one to three experiences that you felt have been the hardest experiences that you feel like you haven't yet resolved. And, and how can you, what information do you need? Or what do you need to do? What kind of conversations do you have? Or who do you need to talk to in order to ultimately choose a better meaning? But you get to choose the meaning and you ultimately can choose to view it from the perspective that this did happen for me. And I'm grateful that this happened and I'm not going to repeat it. And because of what I learned from this experience, I can now move forward and do a lot of other things that were not possible to me had this experience not happened. That's your choice. You get to choose the meaning. And I'm starting to view everything as this is happening for me. This happened for me. Even when things start to fall apart, I start to look at how is this happening for me? This is happening for me. What can I do with this? And it, it leads you and requires that you take responsibility of your interpretation and what you do as a result. Rather than being mad and, just, and, and justified and not make, taking action, when you view it as this happened for me, then you're no longer justified in not taking action. You're required to take responsibility and improve as a result. And when you do, what's really cool is, is that you can look back on your former self and you can say, realize how different you are from your former self. You have transformed from your former self. You're not the same person. So list down below one to three uh, experiences that you feel have really negatively impacted you in the past and start to work through the meanings of those. Maybe have some conversations with someone close to you or if you, you know, and, and I will say this, one of my, one of my good friends from about 10 years, he's been a friend for about 10 years. He read the book, Personalities Impermanent, and it led him to having a conversation. It led him to having a conversation with his parents about something that he had been holding on to for decades. And 
he just was able to have an open, peaceful conversation with them, get their perspectives, which he wasn't thinking he would ever have that conversation and was able to heal that relationship and change the meanings of those experiences. And now he no longer has to carry emotional burdens with him that he thought he was going to have to carry for the rest of his life. That's the joy of this is that you can create loving connections with people who, um, you know, you, you might have a wedge between you because of some meaning that you gave and you can ultimately come to better compassion towards their former selves and your former selves. And you can heal the relationship in the present, which will allow you to change the meaning of the past. All right. Talk to you soon.